There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode 9 of season 3 of The Magicians. Uh, we are doing a non-musical episode about the musical episode because I can't sing. Nor can <laughs> I. <laughs> All right, that's about as far as we're getting. All right, so why don't you hit us with some ratings news? All right, episode 9 brought in a 0.27 in adults 18 to 49 with 0. 0.720 million viewers. Making it the 26th overall cable show for the day. That's pretty good. Nice numbers. Nice. Very nice numbers. I was discussing this episode about the singing, too, and I'm like, it was it had Bowie in it. It was great. Why aren't more people watching this? <laughs> well, we had a pretty good bump here from the previous week. I think we were right around 600,000. We jumped up to 720,000, so that's not too bad. I, I love it. Yeah. And I love... Everybody tweeting along with us. Now, I couldn't do that this week because I was channeling Margo myself with an eye patch. Yes. And I'm, so if anybody wants to do an awesome blinged out eye patch, because I got to do this procedure twice more, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be like, look at it, I'm Margo. Except <laughs> she's so much more awesome. Yes. And unfortunately, Nielsen is still trying to catch up from President's Day as we still have not seen any live plus seven numbers from them, so... That's so weird. Yeah. Just the littlest thing will just throw them throw off. Them off. <laughs> yeah. Just makes no sense at all. So the title of this one, I was not sure what to expect. Right. Because episode nine, All That Josh, which of course is a play on All That Jazz. Yes. Which, okay, let's do the quick synopsis. Quentin, Katie, and Alice try to convince an old friend to return home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tells you absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. But I was expecting a lot more Josh-centric. I mean, it was a lot about Josh. Oh, absolutely. But I thought almost the entire episode would be then based on that title. Right. I'd say probably 75% of it was because we only got a little bit in Fillory and a little bit with Julia. But Fillory was important. Oh, yeah. There's, there wasn't anything that was throwaway in this episode. That's true. That and, is true. And to have it be a musical sort of episode. Yeah, that too. When they were talking about it, it was going to be a musical episode. I was expecting a lot more musical, although it was really good. I did yes, enjoy it. I thought they did an amazing job of actually integrating the songs into the episode. And McNamara had come up with the idea that he wanted to do under pressure and last year and it oh, took okay. them almost a whole year to actually come up with the story and actually it make it all work together because this was just absolutely amazing the way they 
they integrated the songs into the episode and made a impact with all of yeah and was that actually them singing all yes. of the cast okay and that's everybody sang their own parts in this um this is this makes me glad to not be an actor because oh that'd be horrible yeah You're like can we auto-tune me please <laughs> yeah and they had to convince olivia that she really isn't a bad singer so that was kind of interesting and of course i'm sure Aaron as well that they they could pull this off i i knew it was him like i can tell it was him right but like the other ones i wasn't 100 percent, and it, they did a really good job though yeah so, jade and hale are just absolutely fantastic singers i mean oh yeah amazing i'm expecting an album coming out now soon yeah <laughs> Well, I expect to have more musical episodes, that's for sure. It was fun. And see, I was explaining this kind of the fillery part of it towards the end to my husband. And I was talking about the Muntjac and everything. And I'm like, you know what? And and you know what it was? It was Bowie. So really, Bowie, I think it's their way of saying Bowie was actually from fillery. He wasn't from Earth. <laughs> Absolutely. And he was, in fact, holding together the fabric of the universe. See? Yep. Obviously. All right, I just had to throw that out there. So what do you guys think? I think Bowie was holding us together because look at he's gone. Everything went crazy. Yep. And the same thing, he, his music brought brought our people back together. Yes. All right, All right. but let's jump to the episode. Yeah, let's start with Team Fillory, seeing that brought it up. So <laughs> we see uh, Elliot and Margot being carted away to a prison cell as the Wombat Judge has slammed down its gavel. Yeah, that's kind of funny. The whole back and forth with no tick. We want a trial by combat. <laughs> yeah. Not wombat. <laughs> They're looking at him like, you're an idiot. <laughs> right. And of course, the Wombat ruled that the High King and Queen deserve death as punishment for their crimes. Ooh, so I got a really good question that we'll have to come back to right when we finish Fillory. Because okay. just because they they have been given this punishment, and I know they were trying to figure out a way to get out of it, of course. Right. But, okay, we'll come back to it. Sorry, I'll explain. Right. But they have been given the option to choose their own manner of execution. Which apparently is only reserved for the highest of respected people. Right. Which is so, weird. Right. So they... Basically, they admit that, yes, Elliot and Margot have done some very good stuff, but the bad stuff outweighs it. I don't understand, because they didn't screw anything up. I mean, it was the fairies. Right. But apparently not all of them know about the fairies. So apparently they're blaming it on uh, Elliot and Margot. Hmm. Interesting. So after giving all, been giving all the options by Tick, and he seems much too... Happy? eager to give them their options they choose cascading down the infinite waterfalls yeah because gives them plenty of time to reflect and possibly get out of it and ticks like okay cold water jagged rocks you might drown you might bleed out whatever whatever works for you right like uh thanks so of course they're put in the cargo hold of the munjack and off they go of course tick comes down and of course, Margo wants to know whether he nicked the key to release them. And then we get the reveal that, nah, Tick's not going to be helping them anymore. 
because he wants to take back the throne. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that was a turn that I did not see coming. And wow, I I know a lot of people really turned on Tick immediately. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame anybody. No. Because Tick has been like, I don't know, I guess such, not a supporter, but he's been like right there kind of on our team this whole time. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I did not take it. And I will not be helping you. It's like, all right, Tick. And I didn't understand when he's like, I've been running it and I'm taking over, but I didn't want to dirty my hands. It's like, what? I was not expecting that at all. Right. And I mean, I have a feeling that he's been this way the whole time. And all he's been doing is, yeah, he's been seeming helpful, but at the same time, taking down all these notes and documenting all the bad things that have happened to Fillory while they've been in charge and use that as evidence against them. What really messed me up is when he turned to talk to the Muntjac, the Heartwood. Right. And the Muntjac seems to be like, you know, right on board with everything. Right. And I'm like, I didn't understand that because Margot had talked to the tree, especially with that other ship. Right. Like, I'm not going to force you. I can order you, but I'm not because this is your decision. Yes. I wouldn't have you do that. And I thought, okay, this is weird saying it. I thought they had a connection. Right. No, absolutely. And then Tick's like, oh, good. You're on board. Yay. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I was so confused with that. Right. Yeah. It was surprising that the Munjack also seemed to have turned its back on on Margot as well because... Like you said, it seemed like they had a, a very strong connection just because of what Margot did to keep her from having to go through that. Right. And there was a lot of like pop culture references too. Oh, absolutely. The whole thing, other than just the music, of course, which I love. But Margot and Elliot like trying to come to terms and talking. And even when Margot's like, we did good. We did good here for like a hot minute. And Elliot's like, what are you talking about? And when she's like, you know, when you got engaged, he goes, and he got turned into a rat. Yeah. The time from when he got married to the time the, the, the yeah. Idri got turned into a rat. Those were the best of times. She's like, she's like, that was like a minute. She's like, I said a hot minute. We did good in that time frame. I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And I kind of, I kind of was choking up a little. Could have been the medication I was on that day too. I don't know, but right. it was <laughs> it was it was just so sweet and just they're there in front of the Munchak the whole time. Right, in front of the Heartwood, and Elliot tells Margot he loves her, and Margot replies with her Han Solo reply. I know. Oh, I know. And then when I did get to go back and read Twitter, everyone was like, "Oh my God, so Star Wars! I love it!" I'm yeah. like, oh. that they were the best together. Right. And, that shows a lot. You can be friends with somebody and like deeply, you know, have this deep love and connection. It yeah. doesn't have to be more than that. Cause they, they were and are cause they're not dead, but they're, they're like so good together and they play off each other's strengths and weaknesses so well. Yes. Yeah. I love them. I know a tweet about them being the most popular non shipped couple on TV just went ballistic. Oh, I can believe Twitter. it. I can believe it. Yeah. So Tick comes down and tells the Munjack to stop at the waterfalls. 
Right. So they can just put them in a raft and let them go overboard. Right. Yeah. And the ship's like, mm, maybe no. Yeah. It's like, we're all in this together. We're going over. Yeah. I'm taking everybody with. Well, of course, Tick panics and bails on a small boat with the crew, leaving Margot and Elliot to their fate. And this is what I thought was kind of strange, because then Margot's like, so if I asked you to stop, would it be cool? <laughs> but he left them chained up. It's like, dang, that's that's cold. Yeah, it really was cold. And I just speeds ahead. And- I, were you holding your breath? Because as this was happening, when they're speaking ahead, I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Absolutely. I didn't know what to do. And when they kept cutting to the other story, like, no. <laughs> exactly. Break it out. And before we leave Fillory, we see Margo embrace Elliot for one final time as the ship continues to head toward the waterfall. And I got super stressed out. Yeah. So from there, let's go to something else that's going to probably stress us out some, shall we? Exactly. Julia and Finn. (laughs) So Julia and Finn return to the cottage after digging around in Irene's lab. They have access to all of this. (laughs) Well, Julia's got magic, so there ain't much. Breaking and entering, basically? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Where the hell is Irene during all of this? Do they just gain fog keeping her busy or something? It could be. It could be. Or seeing that she got cured of her little disease, maybe she's out trying to make some more uh, connections or find access to some more fairies, probably. Jeez. So, of course, Finn believes they should leave Skye to her fate since the fairies she knows in Fillory are malicious and conniving. And, of course, Julia feels the opposite, believing that they should protect Skye. Now, the fairies in the earthly realm may behave differently than the ones in Fillory. Yeah, because they don't know there are any other fairies. Right. They think they're the last of their kind. So, apparently, I have a feeling that Irene got those while they were still eggs. Mushrooms? Yeah, mushrooms. (laughs) Well, they're both mushroom eggs. That's weird, but yeah. (laughs) Before they were an omelet, whatever. Right. But yeah, okay, light bulb. Because Julia's like, maybe I need to interact. I need to talk to her, find out. And Ben's like, well, you have to make a deal. Well, if these don't know anything about magic, how would they know about making a deal? Exactly. That doesn't make sense. Right, no. But she snatches the truth key, which I don't understand why why they're acting like she stole the key, because it happened later, too. Because isn't it there for all of them to use so they can see Penny and everything else? Yes. Okay, so I thought that was kind of weird the way they were acting later when they're like, oh my God, she took the key. Uh, Yeah, I took it because I needed to see something. Right. But whatever. (laughs) It just seems strange to me. I'm throwing that out there. Right. Well, yeah, I think Katie was the one who was the most concerned about the key not being there because she was wanting to see Penny and find out if he had made it back. Okay. So I think that was what caused the the issue. Later on? Mm-hmm. Okay. But Julia, using the key, is able to see Sky. Yes. So she doesn't have to make a deal. She doesn't have to do anything. But she can actually talk to Sky and engage with her this way. Right. And Sky is just having the horriblest time trying to clean up the library. There's books on the floor. And, of course, she's one-legged. So how the hell is she going to be able to do all this work that she's been doing for so long. Right. Because she does now have like a wooden leg, but 
I mean, obviously it takes time to get used to it too. And so she kind of falls and Julia's like, here, let me help you. And Sky's like, holy shit, you can yeah. see me. <laughs> she, of course, doesn't swear, but like she's really taken aback. Right. Yeah, that surprised her quite a bit. And of course, she tries to shoot Julia away, but finally gives in and says, okay, we'll meet when Irene is dining. Yeah, again, how the hell does Irene not know people are in her house? Well, they may not have been in the house at the time. I guess, but I don't know. Maybe Irene, like, kind of let them have access to her library or something. Like, thinking Julia is going to be able to level up, like she said. Right. Yeah, it could be. And it will eventually help her, too. Right. That's It's possible. But I really think that Irene wasn't there when they first meet and... Sky was just basically cleaning up before Irene got back, but I did. She did say she was didn't want to be late, so maybe Irene was there. Mm-hmm. So of course, when they meet up while Irene is eating dinner, Julia wants to find out if Sky has any powers. And it was kind of interesting because she's showing her how, as a magician, they do certain things. Right, the elaborate and- hand motions. And nothing's working for Sky. Right. And that's when Ben points out that the fairies in Fillory were magic and could do it without the hand motions. Yeah. Although Fen's kind of pissed off when she said, she's like, "Uh, they don't do all that weird crap. They just do. And so when Julia has her, like, imagine a flower in her hand, and she's like, but picture it actually in your hand. Don't just picture it in your mind. And you see it happening. It's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Is this good or bad? Is what I'm thinking. Right. And suddenly, like, that necklace that Sky's wearing starts vibrating. Right. And then the blood starts coming from, like, her eyes and nose. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. It's killing her. Yeah. Stop. stop. And then we had the weird glowing eyes from Julia. And I was like, OMG. Like, for real, what (laughs) is this? And she, like, stops. Because she manages to get Sky just, like, paused. Right, yeah, she just freezes her in time. Which, I wasn't sure what was happening. If she had stopped what had happened immediately, or if she stopped time, because Fen was still moving. Right, yeah, she so only I, froze the time for Sky. Which, Julie doesn't even know what the heck she did. No, no. It was completely wigged her out a little bit, because she goes, wow, uh, <laughs> maybe I leveled up. Right, and, nice and she's call-out. right. I do like again pop culture. Thank you. Yes. So it was just like, all right, what does this mean though? Does Sky, if she unfreezes, will she continue to bleed out? Did she stop it in this moment where she can recover? Can right. she go back? What the heck is going on? Or what? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We had no clue what was what was coming next for for Sky or Julia or anybody. Yeah, that was so weird. And I was just sitting there going, how are they getting out of this at this point? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what is going to happen? Is there anything that can come of this that is good? At this point in time, I'm thinking probably not. So our B and C storylines are not looking good right now. (laughs) I know. And I was just like, even honestly, all the way through the end, I was still not 100% what happened with them. Right. Because I'm, I'm sure we're coming back to all of them because we're going to go over to Team Break Bill, shall we? Yes, we will. All right. We open with Quentin and Katie returning from 
Returning to the physical kids' cottage from their trip to the Netherlands library. And you know what, right here, let me tell you, because I had forgotten, and I know last episode I said I wondered if they made it out with the case. Right. And in the like recap from last episode, we do see they did not. Because right. they had the case, the case was taken from Harriet. So unless she somehow pocketed some fairy dust, they don't have any on the bridge, which we still don't know what happened on the bridge. Right. At this point. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to clarify that because I did not realize that until I seen the recap again that the case was taken. So just in case anybody was listening to us and they're yelling at me through the radio. (laughs) No, I did see that this time. Yes. So, but at this point we're hoping that they somehow made it out, but Katie does not seem to think that happened. Right. Cause she knows that the bridge, the mirror bridge shattered and she tells Alice. Yeah. And she tells Alice and Alice is just, she actually looks upset. I mean, it was just a moment because Alice really has one of those faces that isn't showing a lot of emotion lately. Right. But yeah, she did seem a little upset knowing that Victoria and Harry may not have survived. So that's a good thing, I think, that we see her actually upset about something. Right. And of course, Katie is panicked about Penny Penny. getting out. And of course, she looks for the truth key so she can try to see if Penny is there. And of course, gets upset when she finds that it's not there. Wait, no, I thought it... Oh, that's right. That's right. Julia has it at this point. Yes, Julia had already taken it before they arrived. And so that's where we get Katie being a little upset with Julia and why would she take the key? Okay, I gotcha. I was thinking it was in a different order that they had come... She had taken it after they were in the cottage. No, she got it before they got to the cottage. And of course, Q is still wary of uh, Alice and... Doesn't want to trust her after their encounter in the library because he's not buying her story of the unification of magic. And see, after this episode, a lot of people are thinking things differently. Right. But at the beginning of this episode, I'm still, yeah, kind of like, "Mm, I don't know, Alice. Right. And of course, Quentin grabs the book to see what their next quest is. And of course, it does its thing. And a long horizontal page folds outward, revealing some sort of code. Yeah, I love it. Alice is like, can I see it? And Q's still side-eyeing her. She's like, I think I know what it is. It's music. Right. And I love she because she can play. She's trying to play. And Katie's like, uh, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because the sheet music is from the Middle Ages and you're playing in the wrong key. Which was interesting that she knew the keys where it started in the Middle Ages. Because I really badly played music. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. For, I did it for like a semester. It was horrible. But that she knew that it started at different times, different keys. So I didn't think that's something that you normally learn when you're doing piano music. But then again, for all we know, she was a music major. Right. <laughs> yeah, could be. And of course, Alice gets up and huffs off. I know. She's always huffing and puffing at this yeah. point. They're going to call her the wolf at this at this juncture. Right. Yes, we learned that Katie's mother made sure she had extensive musical training. And I love they look at her. She's like, yeah, she was a stripper, but it paid for piano lessons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, of course, Katie proceeds to play the correct key, which transports our trio to another realm. 
I wasn't sure what was going on at first. I'm like, are they in a different time? Right. Again, that's what I was thinking, that like maybe we went back in time. Or forward in time or something, because they still seem to be in the physical kid's cottage. Right. Unfortunately, there's a group of mysterious strangers dancing about. And you go, what the fuck? That's why I was thinking we went back in time or something. Right. I'm like, is this back when like Josh was at school? Because they're talking about the king of partying himself, Josh, and he runs in there and I'm like, what is going on? Is this what it was like when he was in school? (laughs) I don't think so. Because they've all been together. And that was the first thing was when they saw the crowd, none of them knew, recognized any of the kids. So you go, okay, this is not, unless it's, it couldn't be a flashback because... They've been there for a while now, so they should know everybody. So you think, well, did they jump forward in time? Mm -hmm. Because then they wouldn't know anybody, possibly. And no weird stuff was afoot. Yes. And of course, yes, Josh is the party king himself. (laughs) It's like, really? Okay. And of course, they want to find out where he's been and where they're at. Well, Q thinks they're in hell. Yeah. Especially (laughs) when Josh is singing Wham Bam. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Ugh, it was weird. And of course, Josh informs them that magic has returned. And of course, Todd shows up and they do their little pull out blunts out of midair and hand them to each of them and light them up and it's time to party. Yeah, and all the clocks were at 420. Right. And uh, like they're doing like smoke rings and stuff with their, their magic. They're like, wait, it's really happening. And then uh, Q does this whole giant, intricate ship. Right. The Munjack. It's like, what the heck? And then they're pouring liquor for themselves. It's like wine or whiskey or whatever. And suddenly, Katie seemed a little pissed. Well, Katie and Alice, actually both. Right. Because they realize that they really haven't gotten magic back. Basically, you only can do parlor tricks. Yeah, things that make him happy. Because they did say something about, it It wasn't about being happy all the time, but basically partying. And they notice that there's no door. Right. Well, what the heck is going on? Yeah, and Katie tries to just blast a hole in the wall, and nothing happens. And then she really goes off and knocks a glass of wine out of Q's hand. And, of course, the partiers immediately stop, turn around, and come out. At our group. Yeah, it's creepy because it went all like children of the corn. They were yes. all in one motion coming at, turning at the same time, coming at them slowly. It's like, what the heck is happening? Now, somehow Alice is able to get off the couch and behind it while the other two were getting grabbed. Not sure how she did that, but she did. I assume she just kind of jumped up right when Katie like knocked the glass out. Yeah, she must have. And then she starts singing Happy Birthday, and somehow that worked. I don't know how she figured it out. Right. But she starts singing, and then Q and Katie join in, and they're like, Happy Birthday, party house. (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, that's great. It's like, okay, what just happened? How did that work? Yeah. (laughs) So Q and Alice decide they need to corner Josh, and but somebody needs to act as a distraction and katie says i got this 
and then bam, she's in like this glittery, like crazy gown. It's like, what? Yeah. And she starts singing and Todd wants her to change keys. Now, first of all, I do know that for most people who sing, that is not that easy. Right. Absolutely. It's not. Like, excuse me? And he's like, we like E. She's like, it's an A. He's like, we like E. And I can't sing an E. But she's like, all right. I don't know how she did it, but she did it. Yeah. And she does this, like, crazy, oh, like, burlesque thing. Right. And singing. And I was like, dang, okay. (laughs) That was really impressive. Yeah, because we see a screen go up, and she goes behind it. And the last thing we see is her kind of toss her top out. Yeah. Everybody was digging the show. Oh, yeah. So it's keeping them happy. So Alice and Quentin get upstairs, find Josh's room, and tie him to the chair. I wasn't sure this was Josh because when Alice sneaks him in there and Josh is like, Oh, I always thought you had a thing for me. And then Q's standing there with rope. He's like, okay, is this like your thing? I'm like, he's a little too like calm about possibly being tied up or whatever might happen. Yeah. Like I was thinking it really wasn't him. Right. But so, then next thing we know, yeah, Katie's like all of a sudden coming in the door. It's like, but you still hear her singing. Right. Like, what? And when she didn't say anything at first, I was thinking she couldn't say anything because it was the only way to keep the performance going downstairs. Right. So I was just, I didn't know what you thought about that because he's like ventriloquist magic. And so I thought like she wasn't going to be able to say anything to him. Right. But she does talk. So obviously that wasn't the case. (laughs) But yeah, at first you had had to think that way. So of course they grilled Josh on how he first entered the realm and... He does finally give in and tell them the story. Bacchus disappeared from the party that we last saw him at, and he was all bummed out that the Q and Julia left him behind. So he's sitting there on the stairs outside the party. And Todd randomly appears, because we know he wasn't at the party to begin with. Right. And he tells Josh that magic is back. And he whips out key. Okay, how did Todd get a hold of a key? Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait a second, has Todd been holding out this whole time? Right. What is up with Todd? I mean, Todd, we know, has always been just a major screw-up. Kind of goofy, yeah. Yeah, so how this all of a sudden happened? I was thinking that somehow he obviously wasn't Todd, but that he had infiltrated them this whole time right but that does not seem to be the case because todd seems like todd right and of course q reminds josh that this isn't break bills and that he was a natural not a physical kid oh yeah josh was pretty pissed with that he's like that's all you know about me isn't it yeah like (laughs) oh crap this could be bad yeah i've texted all you guys and nobody ever replied and you're leaving me out of this epic quest, and that just hurts me. I felt bad for him. Oh, Because absolutely. I didn't know what had happened. I assumed he was probably still at the party this whole time. Right. But, like, he's going off, and he's saying, I texted all of you, and the only person who answered was... Julia. Julia. And how could you do this? And you guys suck. 
<laughs> and I'm always left out. And and like they're explaining this isn't real. This is only party tricks. And you don't believe us. Try to get out of the ropes. And Josh was like, okay, this isn't happening. Fine, untie me because my hands are numb. Right. <laughs> And I mean, they're, they're going through this whole thing and he's telling them the story about Bowie, which we see the poster in his room and how his brother bought them tickets and even his brother left him behind. Right. Because and he's his like, brother took a hot girl instead of his brother. Right. He's like, you guys all left me. I can't believe it. And this sucks. Yeah. And you know, it's like, you know what? If you honestly think that's all, all I am, I'm nothing to, to help you guys, then just leave me here. I'll go distract them. Screw you. Get out. Right. And I was like, this doesn't sound like it's a good thing. Right. Because, of course, Todd gets a feeling something isn't quite right, goes behind the screen and realizes that Katie isn't there. Yes. And again, in unison, our little mad mob turns around and starts going up the stairs. I'm like, oh, God, this is bad. Yeah. (laughs) And And they can hear him coming. And you go, oh, crap, because there's no way out. They're stuck in this room. And I thought they were going to do some weird, like, okay, we're all in bed together, screwing around, like, to make the mob go away kind of thing. Right. Did not do that. No. Fortunately, Josh says, I got this, and gets outside the door and starts in on car wash. And and suddenly that's enough to quell the mob. Yeah. Alice informs the rest of them that Todd isn't really Todd, but a demon. That origins lie in German lore, that he gives unsuspecting victims everything they desire. Right. Gorges on their happiness, basically. Yeah. And it's like, okay, interesting. I mean, Katie has dealt with demons. None of the rest of them have, except possibly Nif and Alice. Yes. So it's like, all right, so Alice knows this. Katie is a little nervous because it's a demon. He's like, I don't know what to do. Right. But it's like, all right, he's distracting people. If Josh has got them, we need to find the key. It's got to be something with the piano, right? Why else would the piano be in the room and everything? Yeah. And that's when they're like hitting the keys and Katie's like, wait, he has a thing with a certain note. So interesting that it's just hidden in the piano. Right. Now, I'm wondering, had they not hit that specific key, would they have been able to see the key inside the piano? No, it had to be the specific key. Okay. And so they find it, and it's like, oh, great, they have the key. Oh, a huge neon sign, Questor's exit here. And Katie's like, let's go. It's like, wait a second, I don't think that's right. Right, because, of course, Q takes the key out without using his hands to touch it. Mm -hmm. Grabs a piece of cloth or something. Well, after the last one, you can't blame him. No, not at all. And, of course, he lays it down on a table to see what might happen and of course that's when we see the sign right so katie says i'm gonna grab the key and hoping that somehow she'll be able to communicate with penny i think she was just hoping anything would happen right good and she actually hears him complaining (laughs) right and it's like i don't know where the damn coffee is it's like okay interesting how I still don't understand if he's on the astral plane, how he's touching anything, but he's in the Netherlands, so I guess you don't have a body there anyway. Right, apparently. Yeah. And then suddenly we hear the whole gang. They're all talking to each other. Right. Elliot, Margot, Julia, and Josh. It's like, wait a second. 
light bulb moment for Q. Yes, and it, he really steps up at this point because he comes to the conclusion that this new key has the ability to unify. Which that's what the quest was kind of about anyway, which yes. no one really knew that was Elliot because the great cock tells him that way back. <laughs> yep. Now, of course, when they're talking to Josh, Todd and his revelers uh, immediately stop their partying and turn on Josh. I felt bad because they were actually like beating him up. Yes. Like there was no way for Josh to get out of this at this point because he was angry and kind of too far gone. Right. And I was like, come on, Josh, sing, dance. I don't know. Do something. Party trick. So Quentin proposes that they all unite together and sing a song, one that they all know the words to, to save Josh. Yeah, I love it because he's like, I'm going to make sure you all hear the music and you everybody knows the words. And he does this little magic thing, which I thought was weird that he can do it and they would be able to know it and hear it in Fillory and the Netherlands. Right. I mean, we knew in the house it would be working. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. It's like, wait, does this mean that it's kind of spreading now, the magic? Right. And of course, uh, Margot and Elliot are going, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much long how much longer we have. So and right. Julia's got saying, I've got my own issue I gotta deal with. I'll be right I'll be with you, but <laughs> Like life or death here, guys, all over. And yes. they're like, shut up and do this. And pretty much what Q was telling them. Right. And this was, I just loved it because we had this epic where you have Q, Katie, and Alice descending the stairs. And every, I guess everybody starts to hear the music then. Right. And then under pressure starts. Yes. And I loved it when they're belting it out because even before they started, they're like, Penny, you have to do this. And Penny's like, probably not. <laughs> probably no. And then, bam, they are singing. And I loved seeing them all sing and hearing it. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. And the lines that each of them got to do really oh, it fit with their oh, situation. Yeah. Yes, especially with Julia. Yes. Because then you see, like, uh, Sky, like, slowly unfreezing. And even Julia, you know, when she's, like, that moment where everybody wants to scream. And she kind of does it and the blood is going away and julia is like so happy that we see this and margo and elliot just belting it out and the muntjack is just still going through the rocks and i'm still like trying not to hold my breath right no they actually go over the falls and they're going down yes because you see them like connected to their chains kind of flopping around and but they're still singing what the hell is happening and suddenly the ship is flying. Yes. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And they're still singing. I mean, and of course, our trio gets up to Josh and they kind of like move everybody back because all the, the party people in the house, you know, move away and, and they do kind of push the other ones a little bit and they get Josh up and Josh starts singing with them too. Right. And finally you hear somebody like, Penny. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he sings a few bars. So it's like, okay, good. Yes. They're together. Yep. And so this is what Katie had to happen. Yelled at Penny. And ends with them snapping their fingers. And then poof. All the revelers are gone. And we see an old man standing in front of them. It's like, what? Yeah. What? And this is what's got everybody kind of weird. Weirded out. Because, you know, he praises the magicians for 
you know, discovering the realm that wasn't real and you've procured the key and he said that you can do it. Right. And that's the line. Everybody's like, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Who is this he and how would he know that Q could pull this off? Right. Especially if this is like a German demon. Right. It's like, okay, so every magical creature in the world is in on this because they need the magic to come back is what I'm guessing. Right. And yeah, I love it. he's like, okay, I'm going to grant you exit because uh, dining on Josh's happiness gives me gas. So I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> he's gorged. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly, you know, it's like he opens the door, kind of pushes them all out. And isn't that when Q's like, who said? Right. And he closes the but the door opens in the actual physical kid's cottage back yeah. in the non-magic world. Yeah. Like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they exit one door and back into break bills. Yeah. And so it seems that, okay, great. Everybody's back. Tried at least for... A few minutes. A few minutes. We'll see. Because <laughs> Julia comes in, and of course she asks Josh, why didn't you answer my text? Well, that's because he was in Josh land, apparently. Yeah. And we see Quentin grab the book, which automatically well, opens to the new from, chapter. But he grabs the book from Alice. Well, and Alice takes it away from him. And he And Alice is like, you still don't trust me? No, I'm sorry. A lot of people are, were mad about that because the line that they sang when they were looking at each other is something about, like, why can't we just try love? Right. And a lot of people were kind of mad about the Q's attitude. I'm sorry, I'm right on board, because I don't know what Alice is up to. Exactly. I'm right there with you. I I don't see any reconciliation anytime soon between Alice and Q, even being friends. Yeah, I don't. So, especially with being in the library. We don't know what she was doing. Yes. And they're all massive quest, except she's got her own side quest. I, I don't trust her, so sorry. Right. And we don't really get the full explanation of what the librarian was telling her. It just had to do with the quest. Right. To me, it's out. If the librarian was also using fairy dust, I can't trust anything that she would want Alice to do regarding the quest. Exactly. And for all we know, she may have given Alice some fairy dust. Right. So, of course, <laughs> Josh looks at Julia and says, Hmm, I must have missed a lot. Yes, sir, you did. Now, I do want to go back because Margot being... Somehow, Margot and Elliot get out of their chains, by the way. Right. And she's so elated that they're alive and they're flying. She looks at the Muntjac and she's just like, Bowie fan? Yeah. <laughs> and this is why I'm like, see, Bowie from Fillory. There we go. Yep. Maybe he was a fairy. And he had magic. Ta-da. But I love it because Elliot looks at the Heartwood, looks at Margot, Margo, and he's like, no, Margot fan. Yeah. I was like, oh. So the Muntjac did remember the conversation. And right. perhaps was just playing along with Tick this whole time to kind of boot him off. Right. Like, I, I don't know if, even if the Unity thing hadn't happened, if the Munt Jack was like, you know what, I'd rather die with you than live with him kind of thing, or, Absolutely. you know, was always going to save them. Right. No, I think that was definitely the Munt Jack's thought was, no, if you're dying, I'm going with you. And it was the Unity that they had that actually gave the Munchak that ability to fly. Oh, okay. I think. 
Should be. I want to see in the next episode them just kind of like fly over Tick's head really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Okay, so let me circle back because. Yes, we got some circle back to do here because yeah. with Julia and Finn and Sky. Okay. I really, 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 really think that this is going to be a huge key to the rest of the season. Okay. I really think that Julia and Finn will be able to save the fairies that Irene has and they will take them back to Fillory. The fairy queen will see this and actually restore Elliot and Margot to their rightful places in Fillory. I think that's how they get control of Fillory again is because Julia and Finn saved the fairies on earth and brought them home. That will be enough to convince the queen that maybe the humans aren't quite as bad. Interesting. And then she will help get our kingdom back for. See, I wasn't thinking that I was thinking that because Margot somehow has a connection with the heartwood, like, then she will have a connection to the woods and something is going to come of that. Yeah. 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 That that's, that could be too. But, but I really think that it's because Julia is saving the fairies in on earth, that that's going to turn things around in Fillory for us. It might just be the huge, like all of it connected. Cause everything's connected. Now I want to circle back to the punishment was given. Right. There was witnesses that they went over the falls. So, the punishment has been dealt out. Oh, they absolutely. survived it. Yes. So they've survived their punishment. What if that just was what puts them back on the throne? It, it, that could too. That That's actually could like, too. Yeah. Punishment was dealt. We went over over the falls with the Mutt Jack. That's right. Oh, we survived. Guess yeah. we're a little bit more of your leaders than you thought. Yes. Yes. That is also another possibility of how they return to the throne. I don't know. There's so many. And the fact that we are now at five keys out of seven. Right. The group is back together, at least for the most part, even though we have Fillory and Fillory separate, but they're together because they can get in and out of Fillory now. Right. I think it's going to be a huge thing. Now the group is going to be all back. I certainly hope so. I like freaking out with Penny, though. Right. So I don't know how that's going to work, but we have, so the two in Fillory, the what, four, five? Five in break bills. Got Josh now. Yeah. And then Penny in the Netherlands, which Netherlands, sorry, he's not, he's not in a European country. He's in the Netherlands. Um, And the other thing that's possible with Julia and her leveling up, if she actually does become a goddess, she may be able to restore Penny, restore uh, Harriet and Victoria as well. I'm hoping we know, find out at least what happens with those two. Right. But she would be able to go back and forth. Yes. Oh, interesting. So this should be good. Hmm. So many questions. So many questions. What questions do you guys have? Send us an email at sci-fi talk. That's S-Y-F-I talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel about all this. And how did you like the musical episode? I mean, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I thought it was fun. Steve and I were talking about it before. It's like, I hope they do one you know, every season, because that would be great. Because didn't you say, too, they'd been trying to get under pressure from last season, and they had uh, a right... Yeah, the, the idea hit him last year, 
And so, so yeah, they put it on the board and it took them almost a year to really work everything out, but they did it. So that was great how they did it. And I hope we get more. Yes. So while you're sending us stuff, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Tumblr page. We're everywhere. Check out the website. It has all the the links because they've all now been fixed. Thank you for telling us that something went weird and wonky and I got it fixed. Yay. Um, and while you're at it, if you rate and review us on all the platforms that you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, we are now on Spotify. Yay. Yes. One more. You can listen to your car on your Android Play or on Apple Play in your car. So that's great, too. And that's just kind of cool because I can actually like listen in the car and it's just weird hearing my own voice, but whatever. <laughs> but while you're at it, too, with everything else, tell your friends about this show. How are they not watching yet with you? Because this is the one I'm like, you like Bowie? You got to listen. You got to watch. It's fun. And we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to tweet along and always hashtag the magicians when you're watching this. And you can ha- hashtag Fangirl Zone, FGZ podcast. You can tweet with Steve and I, normally, with me. Yeah. Because <laughs> just bad week, whatever. But we love talking to you guys because all of your theories are so fun to hear and see. And like Steve said, how we see everybody shipping all these couples. And it's it's fun watching everything when you're reading along at the same time. But for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. I think we found hell. And until next time.